Welcome to Conversations of the Heart. It is your boy T. Till. We are doing Conversations of the Heart, of course. Welcome. Money Management Edition Part 3. We're going to be talking about retirement portfolio and, you know, how to grow them and manage them with, of course, the legendary, the legendary Joe. Uh, so, you know, rock with me. There he is right now. The legend. We got music? No, no, no. I was just waiting until, you know, I, until the legend came on like yourself. I had to wait till the legend come on. So I just gave the people some the vibe to real quick. You know, okay. the legendary okay. gap band, you know, so I'm listen to legends you. while waiting for a legend. That, uh, that's all I was doing. I mean, forget the live. Just play the music, baby. We good. That's it, really. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, yes, sir. Am I good out here? I, I'm in a different space now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying to be like you. Yeah, nah, bro. You know, we good? Bro, my, uh, bro, my background is white. People don't think I'm locked up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my background, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's, it's one of this, bro. Like, people don't think I'm, I'm, I'm somewhere else. I, I'm, I'm not supposed to be, bro. So, you know, hey. I got my books ready. <laughs> We, we good money right here. We good, man. I appreciate I, it. We, I already know. I, I, I expect nothing less. Um, before we get into it, um, it's funny. Um, I, I mean, I don't know if it was two months ago that we, that we were talking. Um, yeah. And we were talking about, you know, just the different ways of making a difference, a statement. Um, and, and when this whole thing happened, like with the NBA, the MLB, the NFL, whatever the case is, Yesterday, it brought me back to the conversation that we was talking about, about different yep. ways of, of making differences and things like that. Now, I don't know if um, if it, if they saw it all the way through, uh, because I think the playoffs are, are going to start on Saturday. Um, and, um, but it, it was the initial thing that we were talking about and that you were bringing up about where to hit the, uh, the people and, and, and how to impact change is with, you know, the money and the finance and, and, and getting the owners on board to influence, you know, um, change, right? Because now you, you, you're hitting them in the pockets and things like that. Um, so I was like, okay. Like when I, I saw it going down, I, I said, Joe was on some, okay. And then, you know, and then today, you know, uh, you know, it is what it, you know, but we don't know you know, as far as what the outcome was or what they're going to share with us as, as far as what got done and, and, and who they spoke to, you know, I don't know. But, you know, it lasted for a couple of days. Uh, I think it's yesterday and t today the games are all postponed. Yeah. Um, close. Um, yeah, man. But like I told you, though, I felt like, you know, everybody has to be on board, but some people, you know, it's not going to be on board. And, you, know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that, that's the thing about money, right? Money is a way to influence mm -hmm. people. If I want you to act correctly, I just hit your pockets. Mm -hmm. It's always been opinion, you know, as it pertains mm -hmm. to money. One thing that keeps people up at night, right? I think we joked about it before. What's the one way to offend a man, right? There's two ways to do it. And if, if you're a female, please listen carefully to what I'm about to say. If you want to offend a man, you offend him two different ways. Number one, you say that his sex is trash. Number two, you say he's broke. Mm 
right? That's how you affect people. When you start to look at businesses, though, when you start to look at the NBA, the MLB, NFL, you know, the power is with the players. It's always has been, always will be, but they don't understand that. So you saw yesterday they went on strike and they started voting as teams, right? They said, mm -hmm. we made yeah. this whole thing. We may just say, screw the playoffs. And you start, I guarantee you the NBA was freaking out. And that, mind you, that's a, probably a, pretty, a pretty good institution who's been mm -hmm. trying to promote, you know, the Yeah, they're so, a lot more progressive. Mm -hmm. Yes, but you, you see how quick it got to the point where people started really thinking about it. So... You know, that's why and then they had to, and then they had to get the king on the line. They uh, yeah. they got Mike, they had to get my uh MJ to say, hey, hey guys, listen, let let let's get these games exactly. moving. Like somehow you had to get the goat, you know, the real goat, yeah. you know, um, on the line to say those things. But yeah, you, know, you know, it's funny, man. I was also thinking about just how far uh we've come in the last couple months or three months. Um, and congratulations to you. On, on starting these videos and making a difference and making an impact. Everybody go follow. Uh, I think it's Dead Free Joe. Yeah. Um, and um, he's putting out a lot of good content on his business page, Dead Free Joe. Um, you've been making a big impact with those videos. And, you know, and I've been pumping them out and people have been watching them and, and it's been making a difference. So I just want to say congratulations to you. Um, it's been a solid couple months, man. You know, and, and we've been making an impact, bro. So salute to you. Um, you know, with this whole thing, bro. Definitely, man. Appreciate it, man. Doing your thing. So, I, I think, you know, for both of us, I don't think we thought we were going to do this, but, you know, I just, just you know, I can't wait to, I can't wait till we do this in person. We're going to fuck shit up. Sorry, excuse my language. Oh, oh man. Oh, oh, like, wait, like, wait, like, wait till this thing is, yeah. yo, it, it, it's going to look different. That's all I'm going to say. So, so let's, so let's get into this talk about, um, Retirement portfolio management. Um, you know, you just put out a, a great video um, and things like that. So, portfolio because you always say that a lot of millionaires are made through the four hundred one k. Correct. You know, and um, so talk to us about that because sometimes, you know, especially uh, when I was younger, I always wanted to, like when I was you know investing in in, in my four hundred one k and things like that, I always wanted to do it myself, right? As far as picking my own contributions and things like that, I always had this thing that I, you know, this thing about myself that I always wanted to just do it on my own instead of just, you know, having somebody else take care of it for me and stuff like that. Even when I really didn't know what I was doing, I was I was intrigued by it all. And yeah. some people, um, you know, they they either call somebody and you know and have them take care of it. They, they don't know how like what the percentage is to to first start off with. Yeah. Um, some some people say match the company right away. You know, some people say, you know, uh, go uh, uh, go the max. Um, you know, but what do you say? You know, like what like what would you say if I was twenty one years old and and just starting out? I just got a job, at the office of four hundred one k or or pension, which is really rare. Um, but um, you know, what would you say to do? So the first thing I'm I'm probably going to tell someone to do at that point is do your budget, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh wait! Uh, I forgot. Cheers, brother. Cheers. You know how we do. Yeah. Yes, so, sir. So the first thing I'm gonna tell people to do is do their budget, right? Mm -hmm. How you know? How do you know how much to allocate to a 401k if you've never done your budget? It makes absolutely no sense, right? Mm -hmm. Because you don't know what your capital expenditures are gonna be every single month, right? By capital expenditures, I mean anything that comes with taking money out of your pocket. It could be your cell phone. Mm -hmm. 
could be your rent, could be your car, could be whatever that's coming out of your pocket. So you have to make sure you have the ability to know how much you're going to allocate. Mm-hmm. So the minimum amount, in my opinion, if your company offers a company match, is to start off with mm-hmm. whatever that match is, right? Mm-hmm. So the company tells you, and it's sort of like a vesting period if you've been there for a certain amount of years, what you're supposed to do, at least from a rule of thumb, is if they say you need to at least put 3% for us to match 3%, then you need to be putting mm-hmm. 3% because that's 3% of free money from the, the firm that, that you work for. Now, think mm-hmm. of what a company match is. They're giving you free money. So you have to take advantage of this. There's a lot of people, especially within our community, that don't take advantage of this, right? If you have a company match, you need to match it up to that point. Now, what's the first thing mm-hmm. people say? Well, I can't afford a 401k. Well, that's because you got too much debt, right? Let's just keep it funky. Let's just keep it at 100, right? It's because you're sure. man- managing your expenses. Now, I'm not talking about, again, full disclaimer, I'm not talking about the people who are in dire straits, right? I'm not talking about the poverty-stricken African-Americans and Hispanics and, and even white people. I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about the regular Joe Schmo who, who left college, right? So at the end of the day, you want to make sure that you're able to invest some of that money into your future. Um, I'll give an example. Me and you, not to date us, are in our 30s. Okay? Yes, sir. We've known each other since high school. Long time. Here's a bomb. That's 20 years ago. Mm, I, I know. I know, man. You know. 20 I know. years ago. 20 years from now, we'll be in our 50s trying to prepare for retirement. Look how fast the last 20 years went. We're lucky. Black don't crack. We still look roughly the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Facts. But think Mm -hmm. about it. Look how fast the last 20 years went. Have you noticed as you've Mm -hmm. gotten older, your life has gotten faster? Yeah, I mean, this year alone is just... This year's the only year that slowed up. (laughs) Like, like this is the only year that seemed like it's it's, it's, it's not moving. (laughs) Exactly. So retirement's going to creep up on people more quickly than, than folks actually think about. And mm-hmm. that's part of the problem. So what I, if you see me looking down, there's some notes that I actually wanted to read out to people, and then I'll stop after this. So Northwestern did a study, uh, I believe it was like 2018 and 2016, where they found most people are not prepared for retirement. Check this out. 43% of people have between 5000 and 200000 in their 401k. 43%. That's not including people who have nothing. 46% of people have no idea what they have in their retirement. None. Um, I mentioned Chris Hogan on that video I did, right? Where mm-hmm. Everyday millionaires. Yeah. Check this out. 58% of people are only actively saving for retirement, which means 42% of people are not. of people have less than 10,000 in retirement. One in 10 say 15% because that's the number you want to hit. You want to hit at least 15% of your your before tax income. Mm -hmm. 64% of people don't know how much they will need at retirement. We'll talk about this. Mm -hmm. 60% of people spend no time thinking about their 401k. Mm -hmm. 35% uh, this this, this really sucks. For all the women Mm-hmm. 35% of women have no 401k or retirement plan. That's two mm-hmm. times more than the average man. The average man has about 15% of them don't have retirement. 35% of women don't have a, a, a retirement plan. 
Now, mm -hmm. stop after this, and then I'll ask, uh, I think my homegirl Barbara asked the question. Yeah, I was going to get to that. Yeah, but yeah, go ahead. So that does not mean minorities. Mm -hmm. That's the average, right? Mm -hmm. We've been talking about for weeks now. Whenever it becomes African-Americans, it's always worse. Whenever it talks mm -hmm. about Hispanics, it's always worse, mm -hmm. right? So there's a, there's a reason why when it comes to us saving for retirement, it takes a lot longer to get there because statistically, African-Americans, Hispanics, minorities do not save enough for retirement. Mm. So, yeah. So your friend, um, you said Barbara, uh, she asked a question. Um, and she pretty much said, what if you're an independent contractor, entrepreneur, how do you invest in, into your 401k? Yeah, sure. So one of the things that, um, so if you're a gig worker, for example, that's the, that's a new term, right? So these are people who are independent contractors. Um, think about people who drive Uber, for example, you have your own business. How do you contribute to your 401k? You can do that through an IRA. IRA. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And there's limits to the amounts that you can contribute to the IRA. I believe it's six grand now, mm -hmm. right? Six grand is still better than anything. Something that we'll talk about a little bit later are the types of 401ks that you can have and types of retirement plans. Um, so, for mm -hmm. example, she's a nurse as well. So, for as a nurse, she has a 403b, I believe. And a 403 right. you can max out at about 19500 But if you're an independent contractor, if you're someone who's just, you know, doing it on your own, you don't have an employee-sponsored retirement plan, I would say open up an IRA. All right. So shout out to Barbara on the check-in. Melissa says, do you feel black and brown communities feel that money is still a taboo topic to discuss? <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, we went, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, think about think about this from a, a statistical perspective, right? Every mm -hmm. time you see statistics as it pertains to African-Americans, Hispanics, or any other type of minorities, why are they always at the bottom of the list? Mm -hmm. It's because not only is it you can say, oh, well, it's systemic, this, that, and the third. We'll get to that as well. But the problem is in our community, we don't speak about it, right? We mm -hmm. fake it to make it, right? Mm -hmm. We like the chains. We like the watches. We like the jewelry. We want to be flash, right? All flash, no cash. But right. we don't talk about it in our community, right? Mm -hmm. If you think about it, you probably don't know what people at your job even make, Right? You don't know what people at your job make. A lot of people are married and don't even know what their wives or spouses make. Mm -hmm. So there's a severe taboo. Like we need to get more information in our communities among brown and black. And even I have a very close white friends. Like they have to get this information out and be able to discuss money. So to answer her question directly, money is more about behavior than it is about mathematics. Mm -hmm. the, she understands that she'll, she'll see what I'm talking about. It's mm -hmm. not about mathematics, right? It's not about whether you make 60, whether you make 80, whether you make 100, 200. Does it, that's irrelevant. What's relevant is can you specifically discuss it? Because it makes you, it gives you anxiety. It gives you a, a reason of pause. There's pride that goes into it. There's a ton of different things that go into money. I was just like to say that, yeah. Communicating. Right. And I, I think, you know, specifically when it comes to men, um, you know, there is a pride in it because a lot of times people don't want to have this conversation or, or men don't want to have this conversation because especially when, it, you know, if you're having conversations with women or, or just in general or even with other boys or whatever the case is, yes. like there's this, there's a stigma that really says like, okay, as a man, I have to be top earner. 
yes. all the time. So, so if my boy is making 150, you know, at 25, or let's just say, and I'm still making 45,000 or 50,000 or whatever that case may be, I don't want to have those conversations. You don't. Um, you know, because it, it, it's, it's going to make you feel small because you feel like that's what you're, like, that's what you're really worth, right? But, you know, the one thing that I really want to get to people is that there's highs and lows in life. Like, one day you could be making 150000 and as people found out during this pandemic, you could be making zero. Easily. Like, and, and, and then the person that's, you know, maybe was making forty, they might still have their job. Yes. Right? So, you know, life life is, is full of those ups and downs. And even sometimes when men want to talk to women about how much they make, they feel sometimes less, you know, because it, it, it's like, oh, you're like, like, oh, my God, I, I have to be this provider or I have to be this macho thing. And I have to make sure I make more than you. And I can't tell you that I don't because yeah. then that's going to make me feel like this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes that's why these conversations don't happen. You know, and then, of course, it, then there's the other part of it that's, that's, that's just maybe they just don't know. Maybe they weren't taught. And the, yeah, and that's the education, right? Think about someone who grew up in the hood where their parents were two jobs, right? Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, in our type of communities, the man was never there. Let's say the guy leaves, you're stuck home with the mom, right? The mom mm -hmm. works two jobs trying to provide for a kid. She knows nothing about a 401k. She knows nothing about money. She knows nothing about savings. Right. There's, remember this baby boom generation. Right. They're right now. They're depending on Social Security to be able to provide for themselves for the rest mm -hmm. of their lives. Because that's the only thing they knew. See, I remember having conversations with my mother about retirement. The first thing that she told mm -hmm. me was, well, you know, always invest in bonds because you can never lose it. This was mm -hmm. her mentality because mm -hmm. losing the money of a problem for her than gaining it. See, this is why the majority of people become millionaires through their 401k than they do anything else, right? Mm -hmm. Anything else is bad, but you most likely become a millionaire through your 401k statistically, specifically because at the end of the day, you're not able to touch it. Right. Now, because of the Trump administration and because of what's oh. going on recently, they've been mm -hmm. ways to like, you know, ease the amount of, of withdrawals that you can take from your 401k, which I've told everybody don't do unless it's absolutely necessary. But the reason there's, there's fees involved with that. People, people don't really understand that. There's a lot of fees that go on with that at tax time and penalties. And exactly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I think at the end of the day, what, what the reason why you're able to make such a significant return in your 401k is because of the effect of compounding, right? The eighth wonder of the world, mm -hmm. right? Compounding is the, is the math that goes one plus one is two, two plus two is four, mm -hmm. four plus two is eight, eight plus eight is 16. Mm -hmm. 16 plus 30, you know what I mean? Like, and it starts to build on itself. That's compounding. Mm -hmm. So if the market's been averaging 7% over the last, you know, or let's say it's been averaging about 10%, I should say, over the last 100 years. Assume, let's mm -hmm. say 7% for the next 30, right? Then your money's going to compound 7% every single year in the market. That's how mm -hmm. you get to where you want to get to. Oh, um, Melissa asks, if you have debt, should you still invest or should you pay off <laughs> a debt and then invest? I'll, I'll let you take that because I, I know you have a, <laughs> I know what you're going to say. So go ahead. <laughs> In my opinion, right, mm -hmm. I think everybody's going to have a certain amount of, you know, they may have debt that they're dealing with. I think the one thing to mm -hmm. consider, whether it be for retirement, whether it be in your personal life, is if you can eliminate the debt or get as close to it as possible, 
you free up money, right? So I'm sitting mm -hmm. here with pom-poms and I'm screaming all day long, debt-free, debt-free, debt-free. Most people, I don't think, sit and actually, you know, think about what I'm saying when we talk. Mm -hmm. What does debt-free mean? So for her, for example, let's say she wants to start investing right now. Because of debt, she's not able to actually expand her, you know, ability to invest in the market. She's limited right. by the amount of money she has to cut every month to be mm -hmm. able to invest because some of that money got to go to your debt. So what happens if you have no debt? Well, I can invest anything I want at this point. Right. So in my opinion, unless you have the ability to have six months of your expenses saved up and you're able to allocate a good portion of your money to your 401k and, you know, you're paying down your debt, then I think, okay, fine. If you want to go invest in the market and have some fun, don't let me stop you. But if you got nothing in your savings or right now, if you lost your job, you start panicking, you shouldn't be investing. Because rule number one is you never invest your savings. Mm -hmm. Okay. So mm -hmm. there's, there's something else for um, retirement that I want to talk about. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, so my mother, for example, has been, you know, one of the, the part of the generation that's been dependent on Social Security, right? Right. So a quick history lesson on Social Security. Social Security was started in 1935, I believe, right? Under, I think, the Roosevelt administration. You're going to love this. So they started Social Security, and they said, when you turn 65, we're going to help you, you know, start giving you money every month, right? Mm -hmm. So part of the big things during that time was the whole conversation of, well, is this socialism, right? So the argument you hear about socialism now, that's been happening since the 1930s. This is not new. Mm -hmm. Right. But you're going to love this. The life expectancy in the 1930s was mm -hmm. 60 years old. Mm -hmm. You were going to be paid out your Social Security at 65, which meant you were mm -hmm. paying into a system you were never going to be able to benefit from. Mm. That's why Social Security mm -hmm. was such a benefit in the beginning. Flip now to 2020. In 2020... So the life expectancy for us is close to 80 years old. Uh -huh. That's why you hear people saying that Social Security is going to go bankrupt in 2034. Right? Because uh -huh. now what's happening is because we're living longer and most people are becoming dependent on Social Security, which I'm saying don't. But because uh -huh. people are becoming dependent on Social Security, that's why you're not able to retire. That's why people are saying this is going to go bankrupt. It's not going to go bankrupt, but what they're going to do mm -hmm. is they're going to raise the taxes to, to collect the Social Security, or they're going to pump money mm -hmm. into it. But think about it. When it first was started, it was started in a way where you would never see the money. Right. So my brother Brian said, 401ks are a great vehicle uh, for a strong retirement, but we should also diversify with real estate investments to pro provide more in income during retirement. I think that's I think that's that's true. Not not for the the young person, not for the twenty one year old or, or or the twenty five year old. I think that's that that's amazing for somebody that's in your position and um, you know, and in Joel's position, you know, as far as somebody who's debt free, you know, somebody that has the extra income to actually go ahead and make those kind of investments. 
somebody who's young coming out of college has student loan debt. A lot of times, well, probably most of the time have student loan debts and stuff like that. And, um, you know, things that, that, that they have to pay off first. Um, I think he's right about it. I just think it just depends on where you're at in life. You know what I'm saying? Like you can do it, you know, like somebody like Joe can do it and my brother's been doing it. So I'm, I think that is amazing. It's just not for the younger person. Um, yeah, you know, who's coming out of college. It's not for everybody, right? Mm -hmm. So from your brother's perspective, he's able to generate a monthly income specifically due to the fact of being able to have mm -hmm. He's able to generate an income from where the debt to income ratio for the house is not as much to be able to sustain itself. So all that mumbo jumbo I just said was the house is able to earn the money, right? Mm -hmm. The problems though, I believe in with people who try to flip houses is that they take on too much debt. They're not able to manage it appropriately. So like you said, right. college, all they hear is, yo, you need to flip houses. They need someone like your brother to sit them down and be like, yeah, you need to flip houses, but flip houses in such a way that doesn't destroy you. Right. Right. Remember about it before 50% of African Americans and Hispanics lost their net income. I'm sorry, their net worth in the 2008 crash, which was specifically by real estate. So before, mm -hmm do that they need to consult with people like your brother or anybody who has experience really doing it i'm talking about for a while right not someone who does right but somebody for right. a while who's been able to generate that type of income and then that's how you're able to diversify your income in retirement because he's right like for me personally i would love to own two or three houses fully paid off with a retirement account mm -hmm. pass it on to your kids and that's generating right. income for your kids for the rest of your life right uh, so a couple questions. Um, Sassanen um, says, if you put a high percent uh, to your 401k, do you still pay state and federal taxes? So it depends, right? If you have mm -hmm. a traditional 401k or a traditional, um, you know, traditional retirement plan, what they do is they take tax, they take taxes or they take the, the withdrawal before um, the taxes, right? So it's a pre-tax contribution. That's the that's what we're out looking for. It's a pre-tax contribution. So what that does is you don't pay taxes now, you pay taxes later. Right. If you have a Roth version of a 401k plan, you pay taxes now. So it just really depends on when you are paying the taxes and what type of um, you know investment vehicle that you mm -hmm. have for your 401k. Chances are the majority of people have a Roth I'm sorry, the majority of people have a traditional 401k or mm -hmm. a traditional yeah. retirement where you take mm -hmm. money for taxes. Now, the reason why people love this is because it reduces their taxable income. So when you guys do right. taxes in form and you're sitting here trying to figure out how you can take as much money from the government as possible, it's going to reduce your amount of taxes. So that's really why you start to see these two different plans. But it just depends on the person. I mean, either one is fine. It just depends on your bet of what you think taxes are later on. Mm-hmm. So Melissa said, do you believe in susus? <laughs> a lot of Caribbean cultures uh, use the system for savings or to invest uh, in business. So um, I think one of the, see, this is being recorded, so I don't want people, I don't want to piss people off. <laughs> <saying this. laughs> but a susu is a way to build discipline to save. Okay. However, and I'm going to say this very clearly for everybody. You don't earn interest. Mm. A susu is the equivalent of me putting $5 in a drawer every month. 
It earns no interest. That's the one problem I have with a susu, right? So the way that I understand, I've never done it, but the way that I understand a susu is that you and a group of people come together to contribute to a pool of funds every single month or week or whatever it is. And every week there's a payout. The problem is, once you get your payout, you, number one, have to keep paying into the susu. But number two, you earn no interest on your money. So in her example, for if she took the same exact amount of money and put it into a savings account and did exactly the same thing, what she would do is what she'd realize is that your money is going to start earning money for you via interest. Now, I get it. The interest rate right now, the rates are so low that you can, you know, a high yielding interest rate at this point is 80 basis points, right? 0.8%. Mm -hmm. 20%, yeah. You literally earn no interest on your money. However, if you don't trust yourself, don't listen to me. Do the susu. But when you get paid out, don't go spend it. Right? So when you get paid mm -hmm. out your susu, for example, if you guys like doing it, when you get mm -hmm. paid with a couple grand, take the couple grand and put it in your bank account so you can earn interest. Mm -hmm. that, that, I just feel bad for the person who's at the end. They got to wait three months to get their money back. Mm-hmm. Uh, thoughts on my notepad says, at what age should you start speaking to your child, children about money savings and investing? Man, um, I'll let you go, Joe, in a second. But when I went to go, um, you know, speak, speak to kids, I would go to elementary schools and speak to kids about, about money and finances and savings and things like that. I mean, and these kids were like six, seven, eight years old. Um, you know, so to me, in my opinion, I would say, you know, start that conversation as soon as possible, um, especially especially with the black and brown children. Immediately. That would be my response. And here's why I would say immediately. Um, somewhere on this bonus shelf, there's a, a book um, where I always talk about people about the 70-30 rule. Okay? Mm -hmm. One of the things about the 70-30 rule is that you invest 70. So you, you live off of 70% of what you make. And then 10% mm -hmm. goes to saving, 10% goes to investing, 10% goes to tithing. This came from a motivational speaker called Jim Rohn, who was a, I told you before, a motivational speaker yep. back in the 70s. Now, mm -hmm. I say that because I'm not the one that came up with this. But one of the things that he talked about specifically in this small little book was that you want to make sure kids understand the value of the 70-30 rule and they understand the value of a dollar. The first way a kid's going to ever learn about money is watching you. Right. So one of the jokes I always tell people is when my parents told me, you know, Santa Claus is broke this year. Think about this <laughs> with that. Right. Santa mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> I, there was a problem. with. Right. My father told me straight to my face. My mother told me straight to my face. He, they broke this year. Mm -hmm. They ain't what you want. So you need to, start, <laughs> you need to like start having your kid understand what to do with a dollar. So one of the easiest mm -hmm. things you can do with your kid is if you pay them an allowance, Ask them what they're going to do with it. The first thing they're going to do is say they're going to go buy something, right? So mm -hmm. when you say they're going to go buy something, remember how a kid thinks. A kid thinks they look for immediate gratification, right? They look for the immediate, like, I need this right now, right? Mm -hmm. What you do is try to preach to the kid, well, don't you think that you need, because remember, a kid at that point is also susceptible to things that you're going to say. So don't mm -hmm. you think you should keep a dollar just in case you want something later on, mm -hmm. right? savings bucket don't you think that you should give this to people who who also are in need from you that's the charity bucket hey wouldn't it be mm -hmm. cool to turn this one dollar into two that's the investment bucket 
And every mm-hmm. time you give the kid money, keep reminding them that this is what they need to do. It's gonna, once it starts to get built in their brain before all the bullshit comes from life, mm-hmm. you build them up to start thinking to live below their means. I mean, that's how it starts with the parent. They're gonna, they're gonna mm-hmm. follow you as to what you do. Um, Joe, can you, can, uh, uh, can you see the question or no? Or can I only see it? Uh, it says what? Is, is oh, your... all right. So spouse yeah. entitled to your retirement if they never contributed in a divorce settlement. So that I don't know, but I'm almost positive. I don't know. I'm almost positive. I, I, I would think so, to yeah, be honest. I, I would think so. The reason why is because, you know, it's, it's, the, it's the old joke, right? She wanted half, right? Mm-hmm. Murphy, uh, it was an Eddie Murphy roll with the red jacket, right? I wanted yeah. half, right? That's what <laughs> Girl, guy, doesn't make a difference what it is. They're going to mm-hmm. come and they're gonna come take half of, of, of everything. So, yeah, I don't think... One, I don't think uh, once you sign on that dotted line, they could take half of this drink. Yeah, exactly. That's it. That's yeah. it. That's, whatever's in here, it has. It's yeah. just, that's, that's just... Take half my laptop. You know what I'm saying? Give me the keyboard. You take the touchscreen. That that's it. You know it's what I'm saying? So, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, it's over. It's over. Yeah. Um... All right, so he said. All right, so I think she said, "What is your advice to parents? Um, invest on college planning for their kids or retirement first? Both. Hmm. Both. Why can't you both? Right mm-hmm. now, I understand where they're coming from. Don't get me wrong. I'm, when I mm-hmm. say both, I don't say it facetiously. I understand what's coming. Right. Mm-hmm. What, what happens if I do both? Well, you need to go do a budget. You need to figure mm-hmm. out if you can afford." Right. So when you have a kid, for example, you want to do a 529 or something like that in the beginning to be able to prepare them for the next mm-hmm. 18 years. That when they go to college, they're able to mm-hmm. pay for their school, et cetera, et cetera. But you have two things going on. Right. You're going to be you're an adult. Right. This is what it is. This is what adulting is. Adulting mm-hmm. is not about your kid's future, but thinking about your future at the end of the day. Right. What happens to a lot of people as parents, we think about our kids and not ourselves. But we don't realize we become a burden on our kid later on mm-hmm. in life. We don't take care of ourselves as well. So you need to be able to do both. Now, is it both going to be able to fund everything going forward? Maybe not. Right? Mm-hmm. But it's enough to put a put a decent sized dent in your in your you know your kid's tuition and you know for mm-hmm. your retirement. But for for sure your retirement. Think about this. A common question that comes up is how much money should I be contributing to my 401k? Because I don't know. The better question is how much are you going to need in retirement? Mm-hmm. Right? Think about it. So I did the math earlier when, we was, when I was preparing for this. Let's say, for example, you got expenses about 4k a month, 4,000 a month, right? Mm-hmm. Times 12 is 48. So let's just round up for ease of purposes and just say it's 50 grand a year. That, that you need to survive. Now, let's say you look at your family and you realize these people live to fucking 90, right? Mm-hmm. The side of the family you got, right? So my father's side mm-hmm. of the family, not so much. My mother's side, they like to be here for a while, right? So let's say I adapted my mother's side. I'm going to be here till I'm 90 and I retire at 65. That means I need 25 years of income because I don't want to depend on my child. You guys can barely mm-hmm. depend on your house you're not going to depend on your child mm-hmm. i remember i told you before 50 grand 
times 25 years. That's $1.25 million you need in retirement. Mm. So not only do you need to fund your kids, you know, school and help them with that so they can start at a better room than you did, but you also need to be able to support yourself in retirement. Now, when I say $1.25 million, people, you know, obviously take a step back because like, holy shit, that's a lot of money, mm -hmm. right? But one of the examples I gave in the video, right, was let's say you have zero right now in mm -hmm. retirement. Okay, let's say you're 35 with no money. Mm -hmm. And you said, for the next 30 years, I want to contribute to my 401k. If you contributed $800 a month, let's say you can do $800 a month before taxes. And let's say, assume the stock market over the last 100 years has averaged 10%, but we'll give you seven because we don't know what the hell is going to happen for the next 30, you know, 30 years. Mm -hmm. Let's go through the numbers. $800 a month, 30 years, at a 7% rate each year, okay? How much money do you think you're gonna have left after 30 years? You're gonna have almost a million dollars because of the effect of compounding, mm -hmm. right? So to have a million dollars in your retirement is not exactly a far-reaching thing. That's why these people, they need to start early. So when you said earlier, that person at 25, what should they be doing? Start doing it now so you don't have to continue. Yeah. Hundred dollars, you can mm -hmm. contribute four hundred and still get to the same amount. Yeah, and 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 look, you know, even if it's like you said, even if let's just say you couldn't do the eight right now, let's say you could do four, you know, and, and then get to the eight, you probably end up anywhere between having five hundred thousand and 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 seven hundred fifty thousand at you know Easy. at minimum, which is nothing to sneeze at. Easy. Um, you know, so it's it's all about doing what you can do, and 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 even if um. Let, uh, uh, let's just say for your kid's college, right? Um, you, you give them a savings account or you start a savings account since when they're born. You know, they go off to college at 17. Yep. You know, let's just say if you can't even start, you know, if, if, if you can't start, you know, with a bunch of money to, to, to save up, right? You can start literally and have a goal for $1,000 a year, right? Um, that's less than $100 a month, Right. Now let's just say, even at bare minimum, if you could only do a thousand a year, right, for eighteen years, they're still coming out with eighteen thousand dollars, and that's more than what they would have had before. And that's at bare minimum, you know. That's that's just on a small level, and even like let's just say, they, you know, life changes. So the first five years, you make it only do a thousand, but then the next the next five, you make it do three or four thousand a year and it could just grow. But it's just a matter of just starting somewhere with them so that they can have, you know, what I mean, more of a cushion, more than what you had. Yeah. I mean, remember, you said 18 grand. That's not including interest. Right. A hundred percent. You know, if you do mm -hmm. a year and you compound that over 18 years at like, mm -hmm. let's say, a percent interest or whatever, you're going to have a good amount. You know what I'm saying? You may have, you know, close to 19 grand, almost 20 grand as it compounds. So mm -hmm. the issue is you have to start early and allow your money to grow, right? That's why And like I you said, and like you said, the people that we're talking about can, can afford that, right? Like $100 a month. Because let's be honest, like a lot of us or a lot of people in general will piss away $100 a month on liquor or yes. weed or J's or whatever your vice is, whatever it is at the time, like, that's not, or lunches, people just, 
buy food all the time, right? That's $100 in two weeks. A lot of times people spend on, 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 on lunches while they commute and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? But it's about priority. So maybe, so maybe now instead of buying lunches, going to the city or whatever the case is, maybe now you meal prep. And then you put the rest of that money towards your, your kids. So it's like you said, it's just about habits um, and, and just what you want to do and what's important to you. You know what I'm saying? So I just wanted to say that. So go ahead. No, I, I, think, I think one of the things that, that people tend to, to forget is that saving for retirement is the ability to tell yourself no now to tell yourself yes later. Mm -hmm. That's really what it comes down to. And it's the ability to have money work for you and you don't have to necessarily splurge on everything we have this mentality i don't know what it is i maybe it's just because of our environment and how oppressed as a people we've been for so long but we have to live for today right i i, I was gonna and i was gonna ask you this because you know this is something i struggle with some, some uh some sometimes because it's like my i think my parents thought that they would live for retirement, right? And and kind of be there and go on the vacations and, and, and do all those things, yeah. right? But guess what? They got sick. You know, my dad's no longer here. My mom was sick. So while they was thinking, you know what, we're saving for retirement, we're doing this for retirement, guess what? They're not here. They don't have that window, right, of, of just saying, hey, you know what? We can just splurge on vacation, go here, go there, or, or or just live life. You know what I'm saying? So there's there is a a a good amount of people who are who who see this, like myself, who have seen that, and and it's like, man, like, you know, what if like that could be any of us? You know what I'm saying? And while we're saving and not enjoying today, you know what I'm saying? Who knows if we're even going to be alive at sixty or sixty five or, or or seventy to enjoy this moment? Um, so how do you balance that? You know what I'm saying? Because that is, that is a real thing. Yeah. I think, I think part of it though is, is if my father and your father had a discussion, right? Cause my father's no longer here either. One of the right. things they would have said was, how are my kids? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. First thing they would have said, right? Understand right. your retirement account goes to your kids. It goes to your family. Right. Always a reason to save for retirement. If it's not for you, it's for right. you. Mm -hmm. Right. There's always a reason for it. But I do understand. I am not negligent to the fact that in our community, our people don't live long enough because we don't eat right. We don't, you know, shot shit like that. I get it. I get it. We can have those conversations at a different time. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. but you can't just live for today. It says it all over the Bible. Right? Of course. Mm -hmm. it's, it's very explicit. Like and you can't just prepare. You can't just live for tomorrow. Living for tomorrow, though, is so much more fun. Right. I mean, like, like. Like, all right, we're going out tonight. Screw it. We're just going to spend money and just have a good time. That's, a, that's, that's, that's endorphins. That's, it's fun to do that. We've all had those. Mm -hmm. Please understand. Of course. I'm not saying I don't do this shit. <laughs> like, oh, we, oh, oh, we've had. Oh, <laughs> I'm not saying that. But what I am saying, yeah. I still contribute for 15% to my 401k when I do. Right? I don't lose sight of my ultimate goal. I still of course. do dumb shit, but you don't do, don't allow the dumb shit that you do to jeopardize how it's going to look going forward. Like never allow that to mm -hmm. happen. And I think we can't just live for today because we live for today mm -hmm. in our twenties 
at 21, 22, 23, 28, 29, 30, 31, 35, 37. We still living for it. We've been around as an adult for 17 years. Mm-hmm, at mm-hmm. some point, we got to say, yo, we may be here a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? We may be yeah. here. Like, my, my pops didn't know he was going to leave at that time. Your pops didn't know he was going to leave at that time. Right? Mm-hmm. They had no idea, but they were living their life. They were trying to do the best that they can. If I was mm-hmm. to ask my father if he was alive right now, the first thing he would say is, are my kids taken care of? And one of the first things he would have told you was, if I had a 401k, it would have went straight to them. Not that every everything worked out you know, the way it's supposed to, but mm-hmm. that's one of the things that people are going to think about. Right? Right. And mm-hmm. We can't just live for today. We got to think forward. Mm-hmm. Um, Melissa said, I love that you kings are engaging in, in this money of discussion. These conversations need to continue daily as the heads of the household. It, it's imperative to lead, to lead this narrative more positively in our homes. I appreciate you, um, Melissa. Thank you. Um, yeah. Hey, Joel's, Joel's the one giving out the gems, man. So, you know, so salute to Joel out here, uh, you know, doing this with me. I definitely appreciate it. Just for the record, I'm <laughs> Joel. This is when you when you're sitting on the couch with Oprah. Shout me out. That's all I know. <laughs> hey man, listen, you gonna be with me? We both gonna be in the penthouse with that with Stedman. <laughs> <I know. laughs> um, how important is? Oh, see, this is what you. I oh, was talking about this last one too. Uh, how important is tithing in terms of finances? I believe that when we honor God first, we get blessed in more abundance. Um, yeah, yeah we, we talked about this last uh, last live, but yeah, yeah. If you want to so, talk about those three pillars, yeah, I mean, I mean, the biggest thing, right? We talked about it before, right? Is a portion mm-hmm. of every amount that you make should go mm-hmm. to investing. Should go. I mean, should go to savings. Should go to investing. Mm-hmm. Should go to charity. Here is what most people don't understand: why I'm doing these videos for charity. That is the most important part of this whole concept, right? What you don't see on Instagram is people telling you you should give more. Mm -hmm. They don't tell you that. They say you should be saving more, you should be debt free, you should be flipping stocks and flipping houses, but very few people say to give. Now, Mm -hmm. I am religious, I've always told people this, but this is agnostic of religion, right? So I'm not saying that you need to give to God and, and because you're you know, even if you're not religious, put yourself outside your comfort zone. I'm saying mm-hmm. give those who are more need of you. Now, right. let's break this down, right? How many of you people who still have jobs have friends around you who are suffering? Mm-hmm. You can't help them with of your income every month? And the whole point of giving in terms of charity is that you don't expect it back. That's the best part about this. And we talked about this last week. One of the best mm-hmm. things I do, the best thing that I do every single month is I'm able to change someone's life at my decision. Mm-hmm. I'm able to affect someone's life. I can go, for example, on a GoFundMe page and put a mm-hmm. lot of because I took 10% of my income and did that. So if there's anything that I will say to them blue in the face, the whole point of getting your money right, the whole point of being debt-free, the whole point of saving for retirement, the whole point of investing, the whole point of saving is that you can help others. And if you can help others who look just like you, that's even double better, right? Mm -hmm. You can help anyone. Don't get me wrong. 
But if you can help someone who even looks like you, who's a family member or whatever it is, that is the whole point of this. There is no other point. Trust me, bro. When I pray about stuff like this, that's the whole point of these conversations is to hopefully lead mm -hmm. people to give more. The only way you can give more is if you save for retirement, if you save, if you invest, if you live below your means, if you're debt free, if you give these conversations. That's the only way. Mm -hmm. Speaking of foundations, um, shout out to Safrona. Uh, she has an incredible uh, organization. It's, it's called the, um, it's the, it's the Zovia Alexandra Foundation. Um, it's really dealing with um, children uh, with cancer. And, um, you know, I just want to definitely just shout out that foundation. Um, it's amazing. If, if you can, you know, support it in some way, shape or form. She is a woman of color that's doing amazing things. I'm not going to tell her story. Um, I hope that she'll tell it her, her, uh, herself. Um, and, yeah. um, but you know, absolutely amazing foundation. Um, so, 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 so back to, um, this 401k talk. So, as far as IRAs, do you like? Do you think it's good to have both four hundred one k and the IRA, or, or would you say one or the other? I think if you can do one, the right, mm -hmm. way, that's all you. The right way. If you can do both mm -hmm. the right way. Do them. Um, I have friends who do both. I have friends who do one. Um, I mean, at that point, you're talking semantics, right? So. Yeah. For the majority of people, people are accustomed to 401ks, right? Yeah. 3Bs, there's 457s for government employees, there's IRAs, for example. Um, for 401ks, you can contribute 19500 every year, right? That's what the limit is this year. of the, your, your money that you can go to your 401k is 19500 mm -hmm. Well, mm -hmm. if I do damn near twenty grand every year for the next 30 years, I'm going to be all right. I don't know if I need another IRA to do it. Okay? Right, 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 right. Mm -hmm. But an IRA also has income limits as well. So if you make too much money, yeah. you can't. Um, mm -hmm. I think if you focus on one and you max out that one, and then you start to live, you know, let's say for example, debt free, or you start to your expenses are pretty low, and you have extra disposable income, then yeah, why not do an IRA if you want to? My thing is, if mm -hmm. you have a 401k, an IRA, and a ton amount of debt, something's not adding up. Mm -hmm. You can say, all right, let me put the IRA on hold and let right. me pay debt. What most people don't think is that they need to do everything at once. That's not how right. mm -hmm. you don't have to do that. So um, I had a conversation. I know we've run down on time. I had a conversation with a kid at my job, very good, intelligent black brother. Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. his, his intelligence is insane. But he came out with a ton amount of debt. Now, he's always been told, you need to invest early in your 401k. He's always been told this. So one day, I'm after work, and I sit with him. And I say, yo, let me, let me help you with the math. You're good with math. Let me help you with the math. I said, look, if you, he's, you know, contributing like 10, 15% to his 401k. I said, bro, you're not going to like what I'm going to say. But if you drop it down to the minimum level that they're going to need to match your 401k, take the extra money, pay down the debt. Well, what about my retirement? I said, bro, if you pay off your, your student loans in five years, you can match, you can max out your 401k right after that and catch us and then fly by us. Remember, this is a mm -hmm. long-term game. You're not retiring tomorrow. Guy, he's right. only 20, 27. So I said, yo, if you, if you take the next five years to pay down your debt, right, and then after that you spend the next 30 years maxing out at 19.5, mm -hmm. 
you're going to have $4 million and you're going to be mm -hmm. debt free. Like, who, ca who cares? Like, who cares? Right. Who cares? Like, it's mm -hmm. not, if you continue the way you're going, it's not going to work. So there's a give and take. You know, you may not need both accounts. Dope. Um, so I know we have eight minutes left. So um, if, if anybody in there that's watching has any uh, questions, um, you know, then just write them in the comment section or in the question section um, um, and, and we'll surely get to them. Um, so, I mean, all of this has been absolutely, um, for me, um, the process that we've been going through, you know, this is, uh, we started, I think we did two previous videos to our money management series here. Um, so I think me and you have done this about five times already. It's crazy to say. Um, and all of these have been absolutely um, informative. Um, they've been amazing. And um, and I just want to encourage you to just, uh, first of all, to continue to do these videos, man, because um, I think it's necessary for our community. It's necessary for people to see this. It's, it's necessary for people to see somebody that looks like them um, talk about this, you know, um, and not always say, hey, I'm going to need a check in order for you, for you to get this uh, this knowledge, you know what I'm saying? And of course, look, there is a place for that, you know what I'm saying? Um, but right now, we're in a space where, you know, we just want to heal our homes and heal our communities, bro. So, you know, I just want to thank you uh, uh, for even doing this, you know, five times with me. I'm sure that, you know, hopefully we'll, we have something else cooking um, on the next one. But, you know, I just want to thank you for even just, 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 just taking the time out to even do this um, because it, it's necessary and and it's so important, man. So I just want you know take the time out to just thank you personally, uh, from me to you. Appreciate that. No, I, I, no, I, I like doing this type of shit. I think you know, unfortunately for my friends, they've heard this for the last ten years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For them, I I, feel, I I publicly apologize to all of my friends. Y'all kiss my ass though, right? <laughs> just is what mm -hmm. it is, because this is what this life is about. Remember, I told you charity. Right? Mm -hmm. Charity. The ability to give without receiving. The ability to just humbly give the information. Humbly give the money. Humbly do what you're supposed to do. Right? God is always mm -hmm. going to exalt the humbled. So at the end mm -hmm. of the day, you, I, the reason why I do this is always for to help people. Right? It's to help people of my skin color mm -hmm. think about this type of stuff. So you can, you know, when I see you 20 years from now, I look you in the face and say, so what happened? Right. That's the other reason, too, is, is you want to see everybody move forward. Um, so if I have any advice to people, it's this. Number one. Find out what the hell you have in your 401k. Right. Yeah. Some people have it and don't even know what they have in it. It's crazy. I, I guarantee you for the majority of people who will watch this video, they don't even know what their login information is. It's OK. I've been there. I'm not judging. But I'm saying you should know what's in there. Number two. After you find out what's in your 401k, do not touch it. Do not think you're a trader. You are not a trader. <laughs> do not, don't touch it, but start to think about what you can do to increase this allocation. So here's a rule of nugget. If you want to increase your allocation to your 401k, try increasing it 1% every year. So if you're at mm -hmm. 6% right now or 3%, next year's 4%. Next the year after that's 5%. And keep increasing it until you hit 15 Right. The reason why is you spread out the hit that you're going to take now for the future you want to have later. OK. Mm -hmm. um, the third thing is make sure you do your budget. OK. 
People think budget's more about mathematics than it is. No, it's behavior. You need to sit down, run through your numbers, and make sure you know how much you can actually contribute. You need to do this. Um, and fourth, pick up a book. Right? There's a ton of people who've written about retirement, about money, about personal development, therapy. This is why I read so much. I went down a rabbit hole. I swear to God. This whole this whole thing started one day when I was just sitting at I was sitting at my desk depressed and I was like damn man I need to read my pops always told me to read three years later now you see what happens so mm-hmm. you just need to to read and articulate and go that route um, mm-hmm. I'll leave you with this before we sign off in the Jewish religion right in Judaism do you know there's no word for retirement because they don't mm-hmm. believe in it. Because retirement means that you stop serving God. So they know mm. they don't, there's no actual word for it. There's always a way for you to serve. So don't think about retirement as a way for you to just live your life. Do what you love so it doesn't feel like work. Dope. Um, my brother said it's so, it's so important for young black men to start their financial literacy early. Time is on their side. Glad you guys are having these discussions. I appreciate you, bro. Uh, Mr. T.U. says, you know, he appreciates us, man. Um, um so one last question i guess from uh, melissa uh, she said who joel specifically who are your financial mentors um anybody who's really written books on finance but the one that i would say in particular if you want to read about finance read the richest man in babylon by george clayson it was written in the 1920s read that book first and then you'll start going down the rabbit hole like i did <laughs> but start with that one first I mean, perfect. Um, first of all, I appreciate everybody for tuning in, um, engaging with us, uh, uh, and all the questions. This has been amazing. Um, you know, I definitely salute, salute you guys for rocking with us for an hour take, and, and taking time out of your day, out of your night, you know, to sit here and listen to us go, go, go back and forth, um, and talk about this money talk. You know, definitely, um, appreciate you guys for, for tuning in. Um, and sharing this time with us, you know, Joel, as always, uh, you're king to the highest order. I appreciate you, bro. Um, I know that we're going to do a part four. I think I kind of have an idea on on, on what it's going to be about, but, um, you know, I think we've been saving that one. Um, but yo, listen, man, thank you, brother. I appreciate it. I I can't wait to do it again. Keep doing the amazing work. Everybody go check out his page, uh, debt free Joel at debt free Joel. Um, he's giving out lots of gems for free. He's giving this joint away for free. Don't say I didn't tell you. You know what I'm saying? Don't say I didn't tell you. And my brother, uh, cheers, bro. I appreciate you, bro. Cheers, bro. I definitely appreciate you, bro. Till next time, brother. All right. Have a good one, man. Peace. You too, bro. Peace.